Section 10 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern volume two section ten selected poems by anairin anairin sixth century a d among the triad of singers llywarch prince and bard anairin warrior and bard and taliesin bard only who were among the followers of the heroic british chief irien when he bravely but unsuccessfully resisted the invasion of the victorious angles and saxons anairin was famous both as poet and warrior he sang of the long struggle that eventually was to turn britain into england and celebrated in his gododin ninety of the fallen kimrick chiefs the notes of his life are scanty and are drawn chiefly from his allusion to himself in his poem. He was the son of Cum Cauluid, a chief of the tribe of Gododin. He seems to have been educated at St. Cadoc's College at Llancarvan, and afterwards entered the Bardic Order. As appears from the Gododin, he was present at the Battle of Catraith, both as bard and as priest he fled but was taken prisoner in his poem he refers to the hardships he endured in his captivity after his release he returned to llancarvan wales and in his old age he went north to live with his brother in galloway here he was murdered his death is referred to as one of the three accursed hatchet-strokes of the Isle of Britain. His friendship with Taliesin is commemorated by both bards. The Gododin is at once the longest and the most important composition in early Welsh literature. It has been variously interpreted, but is thought to celebrate the Battle of Catraith. This battle was fought in 570 between the Britons, who had formed a league to defend their country, and their Teutonic invaders. It began on a Tuesday, lasted for a week, and ended with great slaughter of the Britons, who fought desperately till they perished on the field. Three hundred and sixty chieftains were slain, only three escaped by flight, among whom was Anairin, who afterwards commemorated the slaughter in the Gododin, a lament for the dead. Ninety-seven of the stanzas remain. In various measures of alliterative and assonant verse, they sing the praises of ninety of the fallen chiefs, usually giving one stanza to each hero. One of these stanzas is known to readers of Grey, who translated it under the name of The Death of Howell. 
again the gododrin is assumed to be like many early epic poems whose origin is wrapped in mystery not the commemoration of one single particular event but a collection of lays composed at various times which compresses into one battle the long and disastrous period of the anglo-saxon invasion ending in the subjugation of the britons but whatever its history the gododdin is one of the finest monuments of kymric literature in the brevity of the narrative the careless boldness of the actors as they present themselves the condensed energy of the action and the fierce exultation of the slaughter together with the recurring elegiac note this poem or poems if it be the work of two authors has some of the highest epic qualities the ideas and manners are in harmony with the age and the country to which it is referred like all early songs the poem was handed down through centuries by oral tradition it is now preserved in the book of anirin a small quarto manuscript of nineteen leaves of vellum of the end of the thirteenth century the godothin has been published with an english translation and notes by the rev j williams eighteen fifty two and by the cumrodorion society with a translation by thomas stevens in eighteen eighty five interesting information covering it may be found in skene's four ancient books of wales eighteen sixty six and in the article celtic literature in this work the slaying of owain during the battle a conference was held at which the british leaders demanded as a condition of peace that part of the land of Godothin be restored. In reply, the Saxons killed Owain, one of the greatest of the Kymric bards. Anirin thus pictures him. A man in thought, a boy in form, he stoutly fought and sought the storm of flashing war that thundered far his courser lank and swift thick-maned bore on his flank as on he strained the light brown shield as on he sped with golden spur in cloak of fur his blue sword gleaming be there said no word of mine that does not hold thee dear before thy youth had tasted bridal cheer the red death was thy bride the ravens feed on thee yet straining to the front to lead owain the friend i loved is dead woe is it that on him the ravens feed the fate of hoel son of the great Cian from various expressions used by anirin in different parts of his great poem it is evident that the warriors of whom he sang fortified themselves before entering the field of battle with unstinted libations of that favourite intoxicant of those days sweet mead 
he mentions the condition of the warriors as they started for the fray and tells of hoel's fate this son of cian had married the daughter of one of the brineish his marriage caused no abatement of a feud existing between the tribes to which the husband and wife respectively belonged he repudiated her family disdained to take her away and was sought and slain by her insulted father the warriors marched to catraith full of mead drunken but firm of array great the shame but greater the valour no bard can defame the war-dogs fought fiercely red swords seemed to bleed flesh and soul i had slain thee myself had i thought son of cian my friend that thy faith had been bought by a bribe from the tribe of the brineish but no he scorned to take dowry from the hands of the foe and i all unhurt lost a friend in the fight whom the wrath of a father felled down for the slight the giant gurvelling falls at last the bard tells the story of gurvelling's revelry impulsive bravery and final slaughter of the foe before yielding to their prowess light of lights the sun leader of the day first to rise and run his appointed way crowned with many a ray seeks the british sky sees the flight's dismay sees the britons fly the horn in athens hall had sparkled with the wine and thither at a call to drink and be divine he went to share the feast of reapers wine and mead he drank and so increased his daring for wild deed the reapers sang of war that lifts its shining wings its shining wings of fire its shields that flutter far the bards too sang of war of plumed and crested war the song rose ever higher not a shield escapes the shock to the field they fiercely flock there to fall but of all who struck on giant gurvelling whom he would he struck again all he struck in grave were lain ere the bearers came to bring to his grave stout gurvelling End of section 10. Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey.